This year, I am focused on saving and investing, but I still want to do things like travel. NerdWallet lets you compare top travel credit cards side-by-side to maximize your spending, some even offering 10 times points on your spending, which means you could end up with a free flight or maybe a better hotel room. So what could future you do with smarter financial decisions? Compare and find smarter credit cards, savings accounts, and more today at nerdwallet.com. NerdWallet. Finance smarter. Reminder, credit is subject to lender approval and terms apply. If you've ever been in the market for a new home, you know home shopping can be a lot. There's so much you don't know and so much you need to know. What are the neighborhoods like? What are the schools like? Who is the agent who knows the listing or neighborhood best? And why can't all this information just be in one place? Well, now it is on homes.com. They've got everything you need to know about the listing itself, but even better. They've got comprehensive neighborhood guides and detailed reports about local schools. And their agent directory helps you see the agent's current listings and sales history. Homes.com collaboration tools make it easier than ever to share all this information with your family. It's a whole cul-de-sac of home shopping information all at your fingertips. Homes.com. We've done your homework. Hello and welcome to Happier, a podcast where we discuss cutting-edge science, the wisdom of the ages, lessons from pop culture, and our own experiences about how to be happier. This week is episode 210, and as always, every 10th episode is a very special episode. This time in honor of spring cleaning and also the publication in less than two weeks of my book, Outer Order, Inner Calm, we're going to talk about clutter busting. I'm Gretchen Rubin, a writer who studies happiness, good habits, human nature, and outer order. I'm in New York City, and with me is my sister Elizabeth Kraft, who is very patient about my love of clearing clutter. That's me, Elizabeth Kraft, a TV writer and producer living in L.A. And Gretch, I'm still grateful for the time you came to my apartment back when I was living alone and helped clear the clutter that was so great that it was actually had papers in my oven. <laughs> got the papers. I was storing papers in the oven. Not a great plan. And that was, maybe that was part of what inspired yeah. you to become such a clutter buster. No, I, th- I think it's when we found the bag of unopened mail that you had moved from your apartment <laughs> in New York City to Los Angeles. And it had moved oh, yeah. twice in Los Angeles, and you had never yeah. opened any of that mail. That, I think, was what led me down the path. <laughs> <laughs> Congratulations on the book. Oh, thank you. Well, before we jump into the subject of clutter clearing, in episode 205, we talked about the rituals of completion, and we wanted to update listeners about some of the great responses that we got to this idea of rituals of completion. Yes. Um, this came from someone who calls herself a full-hearted foster mama. She says, I'm a foster parent here in California, and I have a ritual for when one of my children moves on from my home. I gather all of my photos of that child and create a book documenting their time in my family. It's emotionally cathartic, and when I'm finished, I have a lovely memento. I also make a copy of my book to share with the child, as many foster kids have very few photos. 
By the time I finish this project, I have grieved my loss and I'm ready to take in my next child. Well, this is such a beautiful idea. I mean, it's exactly the idea of what a ritual of completion. It like, it finishes something, it, it yeah. kind of gets you energized for the next. This is a beautiful thing because it's not just a ritual of completion for her, but it's also an important yes. memento for the child. Um, that was great. And here's another very kind of profound and moving ritual of completion. Teresa writes, In December 2017, I was diagnosed with an aggressive and rare form of leukemia. It is luckily considered to be very curable these days, but over a span of eight months, I had to have 105 chemo infusions and 130 days of taking chemo meds at home. I made two paper chains, one for medication and one loop for each day. It was very satisfying to come home from the hospital and rip a loop off, crumple it up, and throw it in the garbage. Or when taking my meds at home, take the meds and rip off that chain. Another day done. At first, the chains were so long they hung over my banister on my second level and the ends draped in a pile on the main floor. I'm a visual person, so it was satisfying to see the chains shrink. I finished chemo in August, and my doctor called in the last couple of weeks to tell me I am officially in remission. Yay! Yay! Well, terrific. That's fantastic to hear, and what a great ritual of completion. Like, every day you would see yeah. I'm that much closer to getting rid of these chains. Amazing. We also heard from Emily, who said, I'm currently working on my master's degree, which, while I enjoy, is often difficult to balance because I have three school-age sons and a spouse who is active-duty military and travels frequently. Early on, I determined that I was going to need to do something to help pass the time and give myself a break from stress. I take classes year-round, but get occasional four-day breaks interspersed throughout the year. Each time I complete my last class before a break, I rent a snow cone machine from the local <laughs> hardware store and invite friends to join in for snow cones. It's a fun way to cut loose with minimal expense or prep work. It's also a fun reason to get together with friends I've otherwise missed seeing and leaves me rejuvenated for the remainder of the break and my next class. Who so knew? That's really fun. I had I had no idea you could run a snow cone machine. That I is, know that sounds like a very California thing, Alyssa. You should explore the uh, snow cone possibilities. This is for great for sure. I love that sure. idea, and I love that idea of it. Sort of like gets you rejuvenated and psyched up for yeah. the next class to come. Now, Gretch, you've just finished your book. You're going to be going on book tour. Do you have a ritual of completion in mind? Okay, so I've been thinking about this, and I cannot make up my mind. So any listeners who have advice, I would love to hear it. Okay, so I was thinking a really appropriate ritual of completion would be to buy matching hangers. Because I mm -hmm. have my happiness bulliness. I have gone over to many friends' houses and helped them clear their clutter. And a couple of friends have had matching hangers, and it really does look great. Everything looks much more organized. It just has this unified, calming look. I was sort of thinking like, well, maybe my ritual of completion will be matching hangers. But there are two mm. problems. First of all, I'm a tremendous underbuyer. And the idea that I would yeah. go out and buy hangers to replace perfectly good hangers that I got for free from a store, I'm like, why would I do that? Like that just mm – -hmm. I'm not sure that I can like actually, you know, commit to buying matching yeah. hangers. And also like what brand? Because my friend who has matching mm. hangers that look great, she told me their brand, but that brand is no longer being produced. So now I would have to like find the brand. And I'm like, oh my mm. gosh, I'm too cheap. I don't know what to buy. Is this whole thing just like a huge waste of time and resources? Like, why am I, I don't know what to do. So, okay, well, I think it's going to give you great pleasure. I think you ah, should do it. Ah. 
And um, I'm sure our listeners have ideas for okay. what a great brand of hanger is. Okay. Um, but you'll do it once and you never have to do it again. And because it's a ritual, yes. you don't have to, it's, it can bypass your underbuyer nature. Okay. Well, if you're telling me, you're a person who wouldn't naturally gravitate to no. matching hangers. So if you're telling me to embrace the matching hangers, that's significant. Okay. Yes. So, okay. Uh, I will ponder. I will continue, continue okay. to ponder. Now, Elizabeth. It is true that you struggle with outer order. Mm -hmm. In the book, I talk about people being clutter blind, and I think you are clutter blind mm -hmm. because you just you don't care about the cabinet being open or like you know the hamper, you know the pajamas being on the floor or something. Um, but you do try to create order because Adam appreciates it, and and so out mm -hmm. of love for him, you try to be more orderly. And I think it also gives you a more sense of control. You know, mm -hmm. like you're more able to explode if you have kind of outer order around you. So what would you say are the ideas that work best for you? For someone who doesn't have an affinity for outer order, what are the ideas from outer order inner calm that you do feel work that like can be useful to people who don't naturally come struggle. by it? Yeah, naturally struggle. Well, we've talked about this many times on the podcast, but I think the ultimate is the one minute rule mm. that you came up with. If you can do something in one minute, do it. Mm -hmm. That's one that I really do use. Like if I'm looking at a sink full of dirty dishes, mm -hmm. I really will say in my mind, well, in a minute I could load these. Mm. Let me load them. So it's like the five second um, rule, yeah. which also works really well for you. It's like thinking like in this amount of time, I can take it. Yeah, so that I think is the most powerful. And and it comes to clutter, sort of clearing clutter as well, because you go, well, let me go through this one pile of papers yeah. in a minute. Yeah. You know, the stack of today's mail, for instance. So that one I think is so great, the one-minute rule. Part of it I realize is I love a good name. You mm. know, like, <laughs> if you have a good name for something. Yeah. Um, I love power hour. Oh, that is a good name. So your power hour is something you say it's like one hour a week. You do all these nagging tasks. In this case, it could be clutter clearing tasks um, that you've been putting off. The thing about power hour is if you keep a list of all the things that you want to get done, but like things that can be done at any time are often done at no time. Mm. And so they just sort of drag on and on and on and that's draining. And then everything just kind of stays a mess. So if you keep a list of all the things that you want to do, you know, maybe it's like a recent thing that I did during my power hour was we had this upper shelf with all the paper goods. You know, when you have like birthday parties for kids and you have like four paper mm -hmm. plates left or like plastic yes. implements when you order food and you're like, oh, this is so handy. It's a knife, a fork, a spoon, salt, pepper, a napkin. Like how handy I will keep it here. So this mm -hmm. was all just like kind of exploded at the top of this one bank of shelves. And so I put it on power hour. I'm like, you know what I'm going to do on Saturday? I'm just going to like get everything out go through it, organize it. And and then I did. And it's like, okay, problem solved. Fantastic. Nice. It had been like that for like maybe five years. But it wasn't <laughs> until I put it in power hour that I really got it done. Now, I have to admit, I don't often do power hour, but <laughs> I do love it in theory. <laughs> it appeals to me. Poetically. Poetically, yes. Another thing, Gretchen, in Outer Order Intercom, that totally blew my mind was the notion that manuals yes. are now online. Yeah. So you don't necessarily need to keep them. Yeah. I think this is one of those epiphanies because I think we are all so conditioned yeah. to keeping every manual for every device, yeah. blender, yes. toaster, whatever we've ever received in our lives. Yeah. And it takes up a lot of space. And the idea that you don't need the manual 
kind of yeah. blew my mind. Well, I remember when we were clearing out your office, we came across many, many, many manuals. And it was just lovely to be like, okay, we don't need to keep any of these because I think you kept one of them. There was a reason. But for the most part, you're like, you can just look it up online. Yeah. 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 And then I love, for me, because I get a lot of swag in my biz entertainment business, I liked your advice to beware conference swag and gifts. Yeah. We talked about this with the endowment effect in episode 208. The idea is don't take in free yeah. items. Like if you wouldn't have bought it, just don't bring it to the house. Well, it's like our problem with the tote bag. It's like once yeah. you have the tote bag, then you have like so many feelings about the tote bag. And then what are you going to do with the tote bag? Whereas if we'd just been like, let's not take the tote bag. We already have more than enough tote bags in our lives. Then it, we would have just walked away. Oh, and it gave me permission to look at all this swag I have from all these shows and say, like, should I even have this? You yeah, know? right, right, right. Well, it's the problem of things that are free or a really good bargain. It's like if it's free, if it's a hand-me-down, if it's an incredible bargain, if it's a promotional gift, we just find it hard to turn those things down, even if then we have to deal with them. Yeah, so it's easier just not to acquire. Gretchen, another sort of revelation that I had through your latest endeavor mm -hmm. is the idea that clearing clutter helps you know what you have. Mm -hmm. So it's not just about getting rid of what you don't want. It's about knowing what you have. And you and I experienced this when we were working on my office. Yeah. Now, going through your office, we found a lot of things that you didn't remember that you owned. Things were getting unearthed from underneath your desk or from the back of cabinets or the top of shelves. And there were a lot of things where you're like, oh, this is great. I didn't realize I owned this. Yeah. And one thing that happened was we found I had an extra receiver for my glucose monitor. So that's sort of the thing that reads out the number of my glucose. I have a wireless glucose monitor and because of a mix-up in shipping, I'd accidentally received an extra one years ago, like in 2013. Yeah. And you and I went back and forth. Should I get rid of it? Should I not get rid of it? And I said, you know what? It's just you never know. Let me just keep it. But I knew where it was because yeah. we had just found it. Mm -hmm. And then a few weeks ago when I was about to have my surgery, my receiver stopped working. Like, and it was just like, oh, my God, I'm going into surgery. My receiver doesn't work. It'd be so much better if I could have this. I was so stressed out. And, and it, I was it had driving. never happened before. Never this, happened. Yeah, had this is a problem. Years. You had never experienced this before. Yes. And then I remembered, bing, bing, oh, my gosh, <laughs> I have that extra receiver that Gretchen and I found when we were clearing clutter. And I went to my office and I opened a drawer and it was right there. Problem solved, but I never would have known it was there had you and I not gone through everything. Yeah. Now, it's good to know what you own. Like every mm -hmm. drawer, every shelf, under the beds, you should know what's there. I mean, to a pretty accurate degree, you should know what you own and where it is. And when you start having like drawers and closets full of stuff and you're like, I have no idea what's in there. It's like, well, then it's not doing you any good because it's like you're not going to think like, oh, yeah, I do have a hammer because you have no idea there's a hammer in there. Now, Gretchen, I have to say I am one of those people, though, that has sentimental attachment to things like I do feel guilty getting rid of something, even if I don't want it. Well, many people do. And I think that's one of the, the big challenges of clearing clutter is managing the emotional attachment that you feel or the sentimental value that things have. They do remind us of the people and places and activities that we love and memories and all that. And it's like, that's important. 
Yeah, what's funny is recently um, you posted a picture of a jacket that you wore for a while and mm-hmm. you were finally giving it away because you just sort of like, I can't wear this again. Yeah, I'm so And sick I of it. felt sad you were getting rid of oh. your jacket. I mean, I had an attachment to your item. So <laughs> I, I need to work on that clearly. Well, it's a real thing. I think it's a real thing. Now, Gretch, in all this discussion of clutter clearing, I have to ask about Marie Kondo. Mm. She wrote that huge bestseller, The Life-Changing Magic of Tidying Up. And mm-hmm. now everyone's watching her Netflix show, Tidying Up. And you gave her a gold star recently. Yeah, I love the show. I thought the book was fascinating. I mean, she and I have very, very different approaches um, to clearing clutter. I find her incredibly thought-provoking, and I'm fascinated by what she says. But, you know, Marie Kondo has a very specific way, the Con Marie way. It's like you do it in this order, you do it in this way. There's very kind of strict rules about the right way to do it. And, you know, my view is like there's no right way, there's no wrong way. Mm. And so I'm offering a lot of different strategies so that people can pick and choose what works for them and experiment to see what sticks. I don't think that everybody always is going to benefit from doing the same things. And so I want to offer a lot of options. Yeah. So she's like the professional you hire and you're the friend who comes over on Sunday morning and forces you to throw things away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watching the show, I I feel this less about the book, but watching the show, I'm like, she's magical. I'm practical. Mm. Like Mm -hmm. she comes in and says... Let it spark joy. And I'm like, let's roll up our sleeves and like, let right. me tell you, like, let's <laughs> think about this cardigan. So, yeah. So I think there's different things, different vocabularies, different approaches work for different people. And so her way works for a lot of people. But a lot of people, like the idea that you're going to take out every garment that you own and put it in one big pile, it was just sort of put them into nervous collapse. So I think there's other ways. That's one way, but there are other ways too, I think, I argue. Yeah, and by the way, Gretchen, our friends Kristen Meinzer and Jalenta Greenberg um, have a podcast by the book where yeah. they live by books for a month. Uh-huh. They did the life changing magic as one of their books, so it's very funny. You can, if you want to hear more about <laughs> it, you can listen to that episode. Yes. See how it goes when you spend a whole month living by Marie Kondo. Yeah, I'll put a link to that in the show notes if you want to listen to that by the book episode. Coming up, we've got a clutter-clearing happiness hack. But first, this break. When you're hiring for your small business, you want to find quality professionals that are right for the role. That's why you have to check out LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn Jobs has the tools to help find the right professionals for your team faster and free. And, you know, Elizabeth, I now work with a team And hiring the right people is so important. It's maybe the most important thing. And LinkedIn makes the process of identifying and hiring people easy and intuitive. I know that when I've been hiring for my team, it's hard to find quality candidates to interview. And LinkedIn isn't just a job board. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. On LinkedIn, 86% of small businesses get a qualified candidate within 24 hours. Hire professionals like a professional on LinkedIn. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash Gretchen. That's linkedin.com slash Gretchen to post your job for free. Terms and conditions apply. Okay. 
Okay, Gretchen, our happiness hack this week comes from your book, Outer Order, Inner Calm. Um, And it's the idea that three strikes, you're out. Explain what that means. Yeah, so I figured this out for myself when I was clearing clutter. Because one of the things about people is that we're reluctant to make a change. So, And we've talked about the advice from our father that if you're thinking like, oh, it's time to get a new job, you probably should have switched jobs six months ago. Because we don't often think about change. So if I, and there's the endowment effect, which is we value things more if we own them. So if it has occurred to me, huh, I wonder if I should, you know, give this thing away or toss this thing. I wonder if I really use this thing or wear this thing. Probably I should. But if I've had that Mm. thought three times, if I've thought, hey, Mm. what about that rice cooker? Hey, what about that rice cooker? Hey, what about that rice cooker? (laughs) I'm like, three strikes, you're out. Then I stop even thinking about it. I'm like, if I've been wondering about it three times... I have my answer. I don't need to sort of like decide. I'm like, my decision has been made because I clearly, I don't think that I need this or want this or use this or love this because I keep thinking. That's good. Yeah. So it's a good. Three strikes, you're out. Three strikes, you're out. Three strikes for the fondue pod and it's out. (laughs) (laughs) Now let's talk about a few know yourself better questions. Now, I really think that when we clear clutter in the way that's right for us, we're much better able to follow through with it and then also to maintain it. But then sometimes we think we should be able to do it one way or we wish we could do it a certain way or we think we should be different from the way that we really are. And so these know yourself better questions are meant to like bring clarity about like, well, who am I? Who are you? What do we want? And then our outer order can reflect what's true about us. Um, And I think one of the most helpful questions is simplicity lovers versus abundance lovers. Mm. Yeah. And I could see if, if this could cause problems with couples. Like if you have one simplicity lover and one abundance lover, that could create clutter conflict. Right. Because what feels like clutter to one person who loves simplicity feels like abundance to another person. For instance, I've heard from many abundance lovers when they say, well, when I think about getting rid of all these things, I feel like my home or my office would feel sterile or like a timeshare. Mm. It wouldn't feel personal. It wouldn't feel rich and full of my objects. And, you know, Elizabeth, you, I see this with mom because mm. I'm a simplicity lover. I like bare shelves and, and bare surfaces and, like, I don't like a lot going on. And mom loves beautiful things. She has collections. Mm. She has – and she appreciates them and she arranges them beautifully. And dad loves seeing them. And it's beautiful. And I think she's an abundance lover. Mm-hmm. And it's not like my way is better or her way is better. They're both right for us. I wouldn't probably feel comfortable in an environment that had – that many things in it, or I would feel stressed out about like, are they arranged properly? Like, I just wouldn't create that environment. But I can appreciate her desire for it. But even an abundance lover doesn't want stuff that's just like mystery cord lying on the floor, pile of files in the corner. I mean, that's just clutter. But I do think sometimes people think, well, everyone should get rid of everything. We should all have like 10 books on the shelf and like one vase with one rosebud in it. And I I think for simplicity lover, that's right. But not everybody loves simplicity. Some people like abundance. Right. It's all about what works for you. Yes. What works for you. And another one, this is funny. I figured this one out when I was over at a friend's house. So and again, I think I'm influenced by mom. So there, are, mm. are you a counter-clearer or a counter-filler? Mom mm. is like, she's an abundance lover, but she's also a counter-clearer. Like, she wants everything off the counter. It's like, if you mm-hmm. go into their kitchen, it's like, there's nothing on the counter. I really picked that up from her. Everything should be put away. But then I went to a friend's house, and it was like, okay, she had a pepper mill, a cutting board, a bottle of pain reliever, a spoon rest, and a bagel slicer. 
all just like out on the counter. But like clearly they were meant to be there. They had been like put away in their places. Right. It wasn't clutter. Like to me, I'm like, why would you have a bottle of pain reliever out on your kitchen counter? It's like, because I might need it. And I was like, right. I would put that away. But like, it's not clutter because that she just likes to fill the counter with necessary things. So if somebody's saying like, oh, you should get rid of all this junk. It's like, maybe this is the way you think it should be properly put away. Because even for my friend, everything was like in its place. It wasn't just right. a jumble of stuff that she hadn't thought about. She carefully put everything where she wanted it. And it's funny what to one person seems necessary and someone yes. else doesn't, you know, like to me, I don't use cutting boards very often. So <laughs> that would seem crazy to have one out on Yo, the counter. Who needs a cutting if board? If you use it every night yes. and then you rinse it off and put it back, that makes perfect sense. Right, right, right. So partly it, it reflects like what kind of activities you're doing. And here's an interesting question, Alyssa, is are you reacting against your childhood? in how orderly or disorderly you are. That is really interesting. That's probably the root of everything, right? Well, I don't know about the root of everything, but I definitely have spoken to a couple of people whose parents were extremely disorderly or even kind of like borderline hoarders, where mm. the children have reacted by going completely the opposite way, where they mm. want everything put away, they want everything really, really pared down. And that seems to be kind of like maybe as children, they had a an affinity for order and yet they were children so they couldn't create order in their environment. And now that they have control of their environment, they're really going deep into it. Because mm -hmm. I often talk about making your bed and a lot of people kind of get a happiness boost from making their bed. A lot of people say to me, but I don't want to make my bed. I had to make my bed every day growing up and now I'm a grown up and I can do what I want and I don't make my bed. And I'm like, well, then that's a happiness mm. booster for you. Like, you can do whatever you want. You don't have to make your bed. That's what makes you happy. So that's the right thing for you to do. But you see that it's coming from a place of, I had to do this as a child. So now I refuse to do it as an adult. And, but you could think about, am I doing this because I really don't want my bed made? Maybe yeah. it would make me happier to have my bed made. And I'm only doing it because I'm reacting against childhood and you could override that and try making your bed anyway and see how it feels. Well, and I think that's exactly right because just responding against something is not freedom. You know, right. it's still a way, you're still being controlled in a sense because you're not doing what you want necessarily. You're just doing the opposite of what you were made to do. And that can feel like freedom, but it's not really about, well, what's best for you? What do you want? So I think you're exactly right. You should step back and think about, well, would I want to do it for my own reasons? Not because mm -hmm. I had to as a kid, but because for my own reasons, I would want it to be this way. Maybe yes, maybe no. Yeah. Do you think you're reacting against your childhood in any way? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's hard. I had such a good childhood. I mean, <laughs> if anything, um, I don't know. I don't have like trauma that I'm dealing with. So. Yeah. I think I have a clutter-blind gene. I yeah. think it's genetic for me. I, I And I really do believe that for a lot of people, it's kind of natural. They have like kind of a natural set point of how orderly they want things. And so when parents talk about like, oh, I have to train my child to do this, or they're going to be like a terrible college roommate or a terrible spouse later on, or kind of like you sort of get what you get. Some people are kind of naturally orderly. Some people are kind of naturally messy. And you sort yeah. of can work with that. But to a large degree, it's kind of like people just, kind of have a natural level of order that they want to live in. And, you know, maybe that's just I mean, part of what makes them who they are. 
Yeah, I mean, Gretchen, I have been this way my whole life. You have. And you know, my best friend um, from Kansas City, Mindy, is very neat. Mm -hmm. She has such a strong memory. The first time she ever came over to our house and she came to my room, she was just shocked at how messy my room was. Really? Oh, yes. And I was putting in my contacts because I used to wear contacts. And I was like, my eyes were watering. She said I like reached under the bed and grabbed a roll of toilet paper and I was dabbing my eyes. And she was like, her jaw was on the ground. She was like completely horrified. And now I'm not, I've gotten a lot better. That's the thing. Adam thinks I'm really messy. But when you take me back to that, I have gotten so, Mindy thinks I'm downright neat now. Mm -hmm. Um, comparatively. So I think I was born this way and it's just, you know, it's an albatross. I struggle with it because I do want to be neat, as you said at the beginning for Adam. And, um, you know, what can I say? I'm a work in progress. Well, I, I, I am here to attest as your sister, you have come a long way. Yeah. And I say that as somebody who genuinely enjoys clearing your clutter so I don't want you to get too neat because then I would miss all my fun. But okay. you've come, you come a long way. Coming up, I give myself a clutter demerit. But first, this break. The weather's getting warmer, so it's time to say goodbye to jackets and sweaters and hello to shorts and tees. I wanted to update my wardrobe without spending a fortune, and luckily I found Quince. Elizabeth, I got the Flowknit Wide Leg Pant. It's very light. It's perfect for the summer. It packs very easily. I recently went on a trip with my family, and I took it with me, and they were just the thing to wear on a really hot day where I wanted to be covered up, but I wanted something that looked great and also was very comfortable. And the best part, all Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. By partnering directly with top factories, Quince cuts the cost of the middleman and passes the savings on to us. Get warm weather ready with Quince. Go to Quince.com slash Gretchen for free shipping on your order and 365-day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Gretchen to get free shipping and 365-day returns. Quince.com slash Gretchen. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. We all carry around different stressors, big and small, and when we keep them bottled up, it can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe place to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever's weighing you down. Gretchen, when I started my career, therapy really helped me work through all of my stresses so that I was able to concentrate at work and do a good job. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Gretchen Rubin today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash Gretchen Rubin. Okay, Elizabeth, it's time for demerits and gold stars. This episode, it's your turn for a demerit. Yes. So Gretchen, um, as we've discussed, you helped me clear the clutter out of my office, my home office. Mm -hmm. And it's been great. I mean, there's been a little buildup, but I've 
you know, done an okay job. But as I've mentioned, I really want to do a deeper clutter clearing of my office because I want to have space, like empty drawers and empty shelves so that I can put entertaining items Mm. there because I have like placemats, Mm. napkins, cheese platters, things like that, where I really don't have space for them in the kitchen. I don't want to keep them in the garage because then I'll just never use them. And I want them easily accessible because I feel like if I have access to them, I'll use them. And, you know, entertaining is like my goal in life is to entertain. So my plan was over the holidays when I was going to have all this time, was just going to like tackle this and have this wonderful new space organized. And I haven't done one thing. I mean, I think I like cleared out like five books I decided I don't need. Well, my mouth is watering because I am coming (laughs) to town and like now I know what we're going to do. And this is actually a great idea because your office is right off your kitchen. It's connected to your kitchen kind of. And you have tremendous amount of built-ins in the office. Like you have way more space than you need for just sort of your office supplies and things. And so it's actually a very sensible solution because it's right there and you have plenty of space to put things away. And I can already see the potential of like, ooh, if we move this and we move that, then that'll open up that whole thing. And what if we put that up here? And yes. Um, okay, so all right, we, we have, have our task. Be- prepare <laughs> yourself because you know once I start, I can't stop. So this is happening. Oh goodness! All right. <laughs> okay. All right, Gretchen. What is your um, what is your gold star? Well, I want to give a gold star to Jamie, to my husband, because when we got engaged, like we only knew each other for a short time before we got engaged. It was just like love at first sight. We got engaged, and there's a lot of things you don't know about the person you marry until like yeah. you know you're well down the road. And one of the things about Jamie that has really contributed to the harmony in our relationship is that we're very well-matched for clutter. And it may, it's just mm. sort of inborn in him, just like it's inborn for me. So, you know, maybe it's not a gold star. It's just like a lucky break. But we're very well-matched. We have kind of a tacit rule that whoever gets up second makes the bed. And usually mm. I get up first because I get up and walk Barnaby, and he does make the bed every day. He'll, mm. he'll make the bed. He hangs up his clothes right away. He's been a very big inspiration for me because that's like my my problem. Mm. My, my happiness stumbling block is putting my clothes away. He does dishes. He goes through the fridge regularly to like clear out, you know, stuff. He will not do something like, I'm going to go through my closet. But if I say to him, hey, do you want to go through your closet? He Mm. always is like, yes, that's a good idea. And we'll cooperate. And he will often like, let's say on the weekend, everything's kind of fallen like into like a big mess. He'll say, do you want to take 15 minutes and do a tidy up? And I'm like, yes, I do. So I just want to give a gold star to Jamie because I do feel like it's, is not the most significant thing about a relationship, but it definitely does minimize certain kinds of conflict. As I could attest to. Yeah, it's this people come from different places, and it's one of those things where it just makes life a little easier. And, you know, I have gone a little bit overboard with this book. You know, (laughs) like, it is not uncommon for a member of my house to come into a room and there's, like, a giant pile in the middle, and it's like, right, (laughs) all right, okay, so this is happening now, you know, and because I think he sees the value. He's like, in the end, it'll be nice to have the umbrellas sorted into regular size umbrellas and, you know, collapsible umbrellas, and, okay, we got to just, like, get everything out and figure out what to do with it. So he's been very patient as I've been doing all this stuff because I do enjoy it. And as I've been working on the book, I've been kind of, you know, relentless about it. (laughs) And so I'm going to give a gold star to him. Oh, good. Gold star, Jamie. Gold star. And that is it for this episode of Happier. We hope these clutter-clearing ideas have struck a chord with you. Let us know what you tried, what worked for you. If you have any new ideas, send them our way. We're always gathering clutter-clearing ideas. 
Thank you to our engineer, Bob Tabador. Also, thank you to our executive producer, Chuck Reeve. Get in touch. Gretchen's on Instagram at Gretchen Rubin, and I'm at Liz Craft. Our email address is podcast at GretchenRubin.com. If you like the show, please be sure to tell a friend. As always, it's such a help. And subscribe to us however you get your podcasts. The resources for this week. There are only a few days left to submit your proof of purchase to get access to the Outer Order Inner Calm pre-order bonus. And that is because pretty soon it's going to go on sale. You Mm -hmm. will no longer pre-order. You will just order. So if you want to know about the pre-order bonus or sign up for it, go to outerorderinnercalmbook.com. And I'll post a link in the show notes. And thank you to everyone who has pre-ordered. I get a weekly report about pre-orders. So I know that many people have done it, and I so, so appreciate it. And speaking of Outer Order Inner Calm, if you would like to read a free excerpt, if you go to GretchenRubin.com slash resources, you can download uh, a free PDF that is an excerpt from the book. Or if you want to listen to the audiobook, I have posted a link to an excerpt of the audiobook there. So you can listen. And that is, I am the one reading. So you will hear me reading. Until next week, I'm Elizabeth Kraft. And I'm Gretchen Rubin. Thanks for joining us. Onward and Upward. So, Alyssa, admit it. Do you kind of dread having me come with my (laughs) relentless clutter clearing, which I can't resist when I'm at your house? (laughs) I have a little, like, knot of anxiety in my (laughs) stomach, but I know it'll be for the best. It's just, it's, I know it'll be for the best. I just hope you have a lot of events and you have too much time. (laughs) From the Onward Project.